Peya, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. It's a Mishnah that we're all familiar with because we say it every day in Birkas HaTayra. So the question is, why do we say this Mishnah of all other Mishnayas? So the answer to that may be is because we talk about the importance of the the grandness and the greatness of a certain mitzvah. And besides for being a chelik of Birkas HaTayra, we should give us a Cyrus to do these mitzvahs. So the reason why we say this Mishnah is not just that it's a good Mishnah to know about the greatness of things and, and the grandness of the mitzvahs that Einlehem Shir, but also that we should take a service from these mitzvahs and Techaparain and do what we can from these mitzvahs. I'll ask that some of these mitzvahs are only like Bikurim but uh, and payo what if you don't have a field but there's what we can learn from these also Bikurim is that concept of a karzatayv payo is a tzedakah and giving to Anim Fine. So let's see what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah lists those mitzvahs that have no limit. Um, the mitzvah is fulfilled without any amount. There's no this mitzvah is fulfilled with any amount. The first mitzvah on this list is peya, and that's why the Mishnah appears here in Masech the Peya. So Eludvarim Shainlam Shir here are a list of things that have no limit. Um, there's no lower limit or upper limit. These mitzvahs can be fulfilled with the smallest amount, but the more one does, the greater the mitzvah. I think that's the point of why we mention it during the day. Um, the Rab speaks out over here that even though Midrabbanu and some of them do have a shear, like the next Mishnah says, that Mishnah Bay says, any place on the Pemishishim, but at least Al Kapanu Midiraisa, there is no shear. Sahapeya is what we just said, leaving Peya for the poor at the end of the field. Um, bring Bikurim to the Beis Amikdash. There's a mitzvah every year for the people who own land in Eretz Yisrael to bring the first fruits of the Shiva Samina with them to Eretz Yisrael, which is Echita Sa'eregef and Te'ena Zeis Shemen Ve. To the base of Mikdash. After they put an exit in Mizbech, the fruits given to the Kayan, and it has the same status as Truma, the Mishnah teaches us that there's no limit. The owner must, he could bring a single grape and a single fig to the base of Mikdash, he could bring as many as he wants, but obviously the more that he brings, you know, um, and, you know, just because a person brings more, it doesn't take away its status as Bikurim. There are other additional things to Bikurim, as we'll hopefully see in the Mishnah there, when we get there, but for now, Akoponim, Bikurim doesn't have a Shir Varayon, appearing in the Beis HaMikdash on each one of the three, well, Shalosh Regalim. It's a mitzvah for Yerah Kol Zechorchas Pnei Hashem to, on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, and he can visit the Beis HaMikdash each time, only once, or as many times as he wants. Each time that he goes, he fulfills another mitzvah. Gemilus chasadim, doing kindness. There's no limit to the acts of kindness that a person can do um, with his guf, and not necessarily with his money. Visiting the sick or kvura, every time is a mitzvah. The more one does, the greater is the mitzvah. However, when it comes to kindness, a person does it with his money, such as pidin shvuyim or giving to Aniyim, or food to Aniyim, there is an upper limit, which is a takanus chachamim. A person should not spend one more than a fifth of his assets on such a, on the mitzvah of tzedakah. Um, our Mishnah, which discusses those things that have no limit with their raisa, might refer to kindness that one does with his money as well. Um, and Talmud Torah, there's no limit for learning Torah, obviously we know about that. Because um, it says, and as the Gemara uh, Menachem says, that if you find the time, he asked, "Shall Ben Dama Ben Achayis Shall Be Shmuel?" As Rabbi Shmuel, can he learn Chachma Yevanis? So he told him, "If you find me a time she'ain a yom ve'ain a laila, then you could learn Torah. But then you can learn Yevanis. But other than that, a person is mechuyev to learn Torah." 
So Eludvarim these are things that a person eats their fruits in this world. What does it mean that he eats their fruits in this world? It means that he benefits from them in this world. These, these mitzvahs have a, a specific segula to it that he's going to be nene and reap the rewards in this world. Well, the principle, the basic reward remains complete for him in Olam Haba. Keep it of the aim. Pasuk says, honoring a father and a mother. Gemilus chasadim, as we explained previously, there's many different types of gemilus chasadim. Havar shalom ben adam lachaveri, bringing about peace between one person and another, which could include siblings, which could include between parents, which could include between a husband and wife, it could be between two random people. V'talmud Torah connected kulam, and learning Torah is equal to all of them. Um, as we know from the Vilna Goin, that every single word um, every single letter in Torah is its own mitzvah, and Talmud Torah is connected kulam, is shakul connected kulam, it's equal to everything. That kol chafat sechad la yishvuva, there is no, there's nothing that compared to the greatness of even one word of Torah. And if you look in the Yerushalmi and Pei over here, there's a big arichas of the godless hatera. Okay, Mishnah base. The first Mishnah said that Peah has no limit. Our Mishnah teaches us that even though that this is the Halacha Midaraisa, the Chachamim did set a minimum requirement for Peah. The Chachamim Masakin, the one may not leave less than a 60th of his his produce as Peah. Even though we said earlier in the Mishnah that Peah has no shear, that's Midaraisa. Hakolafi Gaidel Hasoda, and even a 60th is not always enough. Sometimes he has to leave more. It it's all goes according to the size of the field and according to the number of poor people. If his field is so big that he'll have plenty for himself, even if he leaves more than a 60th for the poor, he should do so. And even if there are so many poor people, it will feel right by him. And maybe there's so many poor people that one 60th will not be enough for them. He should leave more than a 60th, even if his field is not so big. Well, if you rave ha'anova, and how much more than a 60th in such cases will depend on the greatness of his generosity. Now, it's interesting that we're, we're understanding that um, anova over here as generosity, but um, the Rambam learns, the, the Rab brings the Rambam that says that Rambam Pirush Loshan Aniyo Klemer Mashatana Oretz, how much the land will produce, uh, how, much, how much produce will come from the land. And some have Anova with a vase, which would mean the size of the grapes, but the Pashas are talking about over here with the Vav that there's a certain humility that it takes for a person to be generous. A person who, who can be very, very wealthy, but if he's caught up in his wealth and he's caught up in himself, really, um, then he's, it's going to be very difficult for him to part with his money. So, the more humble a person is, the quicker he is to share his things with others. Mishnah Gimel. One can leave peya even at the beginning of his field or in the middle of it, and then continue to harvest the rest of the field till the end. And the Torah uses the word peya, it doesn't, it's not limited to mean the end of the field. Um, I mean, we could understand the pastors, the, the the simple understanding of the pasuk to mean at the end of the field. This Tana, however, understands that that the uh, are that as long as there's something to left to harvest, it doesn't really matter where it is. Um, usually, when a person starts his harvest at one end of the field and works his way to the other, so our Mishnah refers to the place where he starts the harvest as the beginning of the field and the part where he finishes the harvest at the end of the field. It discusses whether peya 
which would mean, literally means the end of the field, has to be left specifically at the end of the harvested field, or whether it can be left elsewhere in the field, and there are three shittas, as we'll see in the Mishnah. So, you can give off peya, you can leave peya from where he started cutting his field, or from the middle. Um, Reb Shimon says it's true that peah can be left elsewhere in the f- in the field, but one is mekayim the ikar mitzvah only if he leaves at the end of his field part of the amount that he gives. He's still required to leave at least some peah at the end. The third shita is Reb Yehuda Omer Mshiyer Kelach Echod Semech Lemishum Peah Vemlav Eni Nice and Elamishum Hefker. A person Reb Yehuda says that if he left one stalk standing for the poor at the end of the field, he can attach it or connect it to what he has left at the beginning or in the middle as payah. But if he doesn't leave at least one stoke as payah at the very end, so then what he left earlier in the field is not payah, and it may be considered only as hefker, which the anim would be able to um, the, anim, the anim would be able to take it, but hefker is not limited to anim. Hefker, hefker is for everybody. According to Jebihud, if the farmer doesn't leave some peah at the very end of his field, then what he left earlier is not considered peah. So he wasn't Mekayim the Mitzvah. It's very nice that he left food. You know, there's tzedakah, like we said, a person could give tzedakah with money, right? But he's still not being Mekayim the Mitzvah of peah. It's a, very, it's a big chesed, maybe, that he's leaving some parts of his field for Aniyam, but the main, the main point of peah is to leave part of his field of the standing stalks of the Kama for the anim, so if he's making it hefker, then he's not—he's not being a candidate of pale, Although he may be doing some kind of chesed for the anim. Mishnah Dalit. Klal Amr The Mishnah is going to say five conditions that the fruit must have in order to be chayiv and peya. Kolshu oichel, anything that's something that's normally eaten by people. Um, the Rav explains that this is coming to be memayt sviche stis which is, our scroll translates as woad, W-O-A-D, which is an herb grown mainly for use as a dye, which is eaten by people only in emergencies. You only take off, you only leave off peah on a produce that's royal achila, that's normally eaten. And it's protected, which means that it's privately owned. So he doesn't want other people to take it. It's not something that he would leave as hefker. And it grows from the ground, as opposed to, let's say, mushrooms. Um, and not only that, but... Yeah, which ex- excludes foods such as mushrooms, which are attached to the ground, but without roots. Um, because they draw the nourishments from the ear and not from the ground. It's, it's, so it's not considered that they grow from the ground. Um, and it's gathered at once. What does that mean? That It means that the entire crop ripens at the same time. So this would exclude figs because each tree ripens and it's picked at a different time. The Gemara of Basra speaks at length to describe how a fig tree grows that you know, it grows very, very quickly and you know, one pops out and another one doesn't all happen at the same time. And it's brought in for storage. is something that you could store. Um, many types of vegetables, if you store them, they would spoil, so then it would be considered um, peya. So again, these are the five things. It's, it's normally eaten in Benishmar, it's protected, it's not hefka vigdulim in aretz to exclude mushrooms, or kitasek achas, it's harvested all at once, machnisi lekiyum, and you can store it. Chayiv bepeya, vahatvua vahakitnis bechlal hazeh. All the, anything that falls under this, these five, that has these five things in it, then it's chayiv bepeya, which includes 
are all types of grains and beans only if they meet all five conditions. Um, okay. Now, Mishnah Hay is going to discuss which trees are Mechuyev and Paya. Uba Ilan, and among the trees, Oig is sumac, Oig with an aleph, not with an ayin, not to be confused with Oig Malachabashan. Sumac, Cheruven are caribs, boxers, Egoizim um, are walnuts, Shkedim are almonds, Gefanim are grapes, Remainim are pomegranates, Zesim are olives, Tamarim are dates, they're all Chayef and Peya. Um, these eight trees are just example, are examples of trees that have all five conditions mentioned in the previous Mishnah. Um, any other tree that has these conditions is also Chayef. It's interesting that figs are not mentioned on, in this list because, as we mentioned before, figs are not obligated in peo because they are missing the condition of being able to be gathered at once. Mishnah Vav. As we learned earlier, the mitzvah of peo is to leave some of the standing stalks for the poor. However, if one harvested his entire crop, Without leaving peya, he must still separate peya from the harvested produce. Our Mishnah discusses how far into the processing of the harvesting pra- uh, of the processing of the produce he can still give peya without being mechuyev a He can always give from peya even after he harvested everything. He's still part of from meiser until he smooths out the pile of produce. Now this is a klal gadol in. Which is going to come up again and again and again, Meruach, 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 which means that after they would make the big pile of grain, they would flatten it out. They would smooth out the pile of the produce. But if he gives Peah after after uh, after the pile of smooth, then the Peah needs to be, Meiser needs to be taken off. He may give them away, he may give it away as Hefker and it's exempt from Meiser until he smooths it out. He may also feed um, an animal, domestic animal, or a chaya, a wild animal, or birds, um, and he's part of from Isa until he smooths out the pile. And he may take the fruit that was part of from Isa's from the threshing floor and plant it, and it's still part of from Isa until he does meruach. Um, and he himself, the owner himself, is also allowed to eat from it. He's allowed to eat achilas aray, not kavua. He can take a little snack, but he can't sit down to eat a meal. An animal can eat a lot from it, and it's not a problem. For Koin Relevi bought the Meiser, b- bought the fruits on the threshing floor, they can keep the Meiser. The Meiser belonged to them until he smoothed out the pile. If, however, he bought the untithed produce after the pile was smoothed, he may not keep the Meiser from the produce for himself, he must give it to another Kayan or Levi, which is interesting because even though he himself is a Kayan or he himself is a Levi, he technically should be able to save it for himself, but because Over here, he, because he bought it, it's a it's a tekanus chachamim over here. Why he why he has to give it away? Um, it's a gzera of the chachamim who are concerned that a kain or levi that's rich can buy up all the fruit that no ma'aser was taken off of, and he's not going to leave anything for the poor kahanim and levi, which is interesting because part of the reason why, um, you know, by by the brach of Yaakov, by Berkas Yaakov to to um, 
to to, to Shimon and Levi, it, they were they weren't going to have a lot of money. They were going to be the Rebbeim and the and the and the Dayanim, and the people that are going to be teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael. So they're not going to be able to make so much money. So they have to leave the Paris for them. So Hamakdish Upoida, um, somebody who's Makdish his fruits, and then he's paid it from Hektish. He's Meiser until the Gizbar smooths it out. As long as it was redeemed from Hektish before he smoothed out the pile. But if it was still Hektish when the pile was smoothed out after Meruach, even afterwards, it, it was. If he was paid after Meruach, it's going to be Chayv. But otherwise, he's going to be. If it's before Meruach, then he's going to be Potter from Meiser.